Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Happy Sunday, and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has the vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Good morning, Julie. Good morning, Devin. We're back. We are back like we never left. Back in 2023, after, what did we have, 20 episodes last year? Uh, Sounds about right. That's crazy. Crazy. A lot of good news. I know, right? That's the way to look at it. Like, there was a lot of good news that was spread in 2022. Excited to jump back in for 2023. And, you know, really good news today is Who Day. And Who Day. Who Day. Who Day. Who Day. Um, Playoff football. I know. You're going to be tailgating later. That's going to be exciting. I'm going to start hydrating now. Is that why you're Um, drinking so much water? You got it. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm not an official tailgater. Never done that. But I've I've heard. I've heard stories. It'll be a good time. I'm excited to be um, down in the environment of the jungle, if you will. Well, have a great time. You guys be safe today. I know you will be. Will. Um, mm-hmm. What else is going on? Let's catch up with our with our listeners yeah. real quick and see, um, or you know, kind of give them an update of what we've been up to. Sure. So the holidays were fantastic. Um, it's just a good little hibernation season, a uh, good little break. Um, although I missed this yeah me missed, too you know spreading the good news and just chatting here but um gosh really nothing's changed we painted our basement which is exciting uh, mom and dad have been over helping us hang some things and um so that's been good i played basketball i know. Up basketball you, I this morning i was gonna morning. tell everyone devin like broke out her old high tops yep. and literally literally from 2014 <laughs> i have not gotten a pair of new basketball shoes because I never needed them. Did, so Did moths fly out of those? <laughs> yep. Had to dust those bad boys off. And let me say this morning, I am humbled by the fact of uh, this body ain't what it used to be. Mm-mm. You know what's crazy, Devin, is, you know, I played basketball back in the day, 30-some years ago. And there's a part of me in my 55-year-old brain that thinks that I could still do the things <laughs> I did then. But you can't. You just need um, excessive stretching. And an ice bath after, uh, and maybe that would kind of make you feel maybe up until my point because I was scared to get vertical this morning. <laughs> <laughs> like I woke up and my thumb hurt. Like why does my thumb hurt? I don't know. But anyways, oh. that's enough about me. What about you? Um, you know, had a really had a really good Christmas season. Everyone was in good health, and we. I'm just thankful yeah. for that. And yeah. um, good health, good spirits, and. Um, you know, we, we, our family made our cinnamon rolls, which is a really big Mm. deal for us. And we got in on that action. You did. We got together and made homemade cinnamon rolls and my family, you guys, yeah, my shout out to Mama Con. Yeah. There was a time you guys, when, uh, our family would give cinnamon rolls to all of our friends and, and loved ones. And before mom passed, the last time she made cinnamon rolls with us, we did 191 pans. And so we which let me just break that down. <laughs> I think we made two batches. Yeah, maybe? you made two, two batches, two batches, yeah. and that took four hours. Yeah, it's it's a long process per batch. Yeah. So I just want to break down what the amount of love. Yeah, that, that was goes a, into it was each a batch. lot of love to give. 
now times that by what did you just say? How many? We did 191, I think, the last time. That's yeah. wild. I know. So we and I need to also say I don't mean to keep interrupting no. you, but how good these cinnamon rolls are is a crime. I mean, they are stuffed with love. Yeah. Maybe that's the difference. And, and butter. <laughs> and, and everything that is wholly unhealthy in the world. But but so good. Yeah. Yep. So I told someone the other day we only did around 70 pans. And they're like, oh, my gosh. But it's, Which is crazy. it's all good. You know, we had a great time and gets the family together. So, yeah, heading into 2023, mm. um, like a lot of people full of resolutions. and Yeah. What's your resolution? Um, well, I'm going to be brutally honest I, I have been with you already, Devin, but I'll be honest with mm-hmm. our listeners. A couple of years ago, I did Weight Watchers, and I lost over yeah. 50 pounds. Woo! Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah. And I swore to myself I would never get back to the mm. to to the obese stage, if you will. Um, but um, with mom's illness sure. and COVID and everything, um, every pound has come back on. So... I'm back mm-hmm. on the Weight Watchers train. I shout out to my coworker and good friend Tammy. Uh, she she's a great help with that. So that's kind of my goal, you know. That's my goal is to just start eating healthier again, which I've done pretty good so far the first two weeks. And share what you've lost: four point four pounds, four point four. So, which, yeah, amazing. I Round know. of applause. So I already have a, a goal for myself. When I lose 15, I'm going to buy myself a new pair of tennis shoes. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. So that's awesome. little goals like that. but Small victories. That's just where I'm at. And not ashamed to say it. So there we are. I love it. Put it out into the universe. Yeah. Make it so. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited about our story today, Devin. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, you sent me a TikTok. Um, <laughs> yeah. I did. And it was of this story of Jesus meeting a woman at the well. For those of you guys mm-hmm. who are wondering what we're going to talk about today, uh, John chapter 4. Powerful. The woman at the well. So good. Devin and I actually jumped back into some Bible study Wednesday night. And um, mm-hmm. so we're excited to share this good news of this interaction that Jesus had with the woman at the well. Yeah, and when we go to post, Julie, obviously, who always does an amazing job, even when we are on break, uh, still connecting with you guys and posting great stuff on the Facebook page, um, she's going to link a clip or the clip from the series called The Chosen from YouTube. And uh, Julie, you can kind of chime in on this. You know more about it than I do, but they recreate with actors and actresses uh they kind of make scripture come to real life yeah. and there is a uh segment on this scripture in particular that really i don't know it's emotional to watch um it hits home you can see and feel the power of Jesus being played out so i highly 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 recommend everybody taking the 7 to 8 minutes to sit down and watch this clip um, after you listen. Oh my gosh, Or before right. you listen, yes. whatever you need to do. It just really paints the picture um, so beautifully and just highly recommend everybody go watch that. Absolutely, Devin. Couldn't, couldn't have said that better. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. 
You want to? Yes. So let's get it. Let's set the scene of what's happening here. Devin and I are not going to read the scripture for you guys. What we're going to do is just kind of tell the story. Uh, If you, like I said earlier, if you want to go to John chapter four, you're welcome to read that and just read this interaction. But once again, we always say context is everything. And so one of the first things we realize when we look at this scripture, Devin, is uh, when John was writing this, it said that he had to go through Samaria. Right, that Jesus had to go through Samaria. Yeah, which is, I'm calling BS on that. Right, and tell why. Yeah, because Jesus uh, being born and raised as a Jew and all of his uh, followers, his disciples were Jews as well. They had nothing to do with Samaritans. We referred to this back when we were talking about the Good Samaritan. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Devin, did we do that like episode Early. three or four or something like that? And I won't go deeply into it, but they hated each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not just talking about an Ohio State, Michigan kind of hate. Kentucky Duke kind of hate. Yeah, we're not talking about that, like a Christian mm-hmm. Leitner kind of hate. Is that what you're referring to? <laughs> Shoo, that's, yep, that you did it right Which, there. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. I still see people wearing those shirts that say, I still hate <laughs> Christian Leitner. Yeah, sign me up to wear one of those. Google that, people, if you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about a deep, deep, uh, deep, deep hatred here um, where no good Jew would step foot in Samaria. And here we have Jesus who is doing that very thing. So, and it's crazy. Jesus is moving from south to north here. He's wanting to return to the area of Galilee, uh, kind of where his home base was. He had been in Jerusalem. So here, let me set the stage for you so you can get an understanding. It would be like Jesus was visiting Devon in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and he wanted to go to Michigan. Mm-hmm. It would make most sense to go straight through Ohio, right, to get to Michigan. Great analogy. Right, but no good Jew would do that. They would take the long way around, maybe go through Indiana to get up to Michigan because you were not going to step foot, right, where a Samaritan is. And so when it says Jesus had to go to Samaria, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> but he wanted to. And we will kind of touch on that a little bit later here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the things, too, we noticed, so Jesus goes, and the time frame, Devin, was right about noon, wasn't it, when he showed up there? And a woman shows up at noon, and that was totally out of character for someone to show up at noon to draw water at a well. Yeah, so that's just uncharacteristic in general, because uh, most women, or all women, would go early in the morning to get their water because, um, A, they kind of saw it as a social event, right? Um, saw all their, their people there. And B, it was cool in the morning, yeah. temperature-wise. Uh, when you go at noon, you won't find anybody there at the well at noon because of how hot it was. So it begs the question, why was this woman going at noontime? to draw water at the well. There's a reason. Yeah, she's kind of an outcast, a pariah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like Devin when Devin's around all of her friends and they're like, oh, it's Devin again. There goes Devin. <laughs> Everybody run. <laughs> no, she uh, she had a bad reputation around the city or her neighborhood. Um, trying to think of a nice way to put it. It was kind of well-earned. I mean, I hate to say that. Yeah. Like she brought yeah. it on herself. She's had multiple, multiple husbands. Um, Which was a big no-no back then, right, Dev? Yeah, and even when she was with said husband, she was kind of sleeping around. Yeah. 
Um, so like you said, it's, uh, she kind of put it on herself, but trying to paint the picture as best as we can here. Uh, she had just a bad reputation of being kind of that girl. <laughs> yeah. And if we all hearken back to high school days or college days, mm-hmm. or sometimes even in our mm-hmm. own, if you, if you live in a small community like I do, I mean, it's really easy for us to know the individuals who have that kind of reputation and then to quickly form some really strong opinions about them. And so, as you can imagine, she was, like Julie said, she was the outcast and she chose to go to the well at noon in the dead of heat just to avoid everybody. Yeah, and I get it. To avoid the shame, to avoid the embarrassment. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to paint the picture here of what she feels at this moment. Um, She is not welcome in her neighborhood. She hides from people. She's filled with shame, like I said. Uh, so this sets up for a good encounter with Jesus himself. Yeah. And I would say even Devin, she's a liability. Like what I mean by that is let's say that you out of the goodness of your heart would have told this woman, Hey, I'll go with you to the well at noontime. And let's say she let you, then you would have hell to pay from your friends. Like, what are you doing with this woman? Why are you associating with her? Yes. She's unclean. Now I'm going to be unclean. That's right. Now I'm going to adopt the same reputation as her exactly so it takes a lot of courage to even come face to face with her to interact with Mm. her Mm. and i mean i think you touched on some really important things there Devin, as you were describing her i mean one of the things that i would want our listeners to do is is to try to inhabit this woman's skin for just a moment and get Mm. a feeling for like what she's battling with on the inside and you mentioned shame um, just a second ago, Devin, and um, shame is, is the driving force in her life. Yep. But my heart breaks for her a little bit because I go back to what my therapist told me one time is that it's everyone's greatest desire is to be fully known and to be fully loved. Amen. And I think this woman was, what's the old was it a Kenny Rogers song looking for love in all the wrong places? But that's what this woman is doing. And and I think we do that too. We we look for, we're looking for that love. We're looking for that acceptance. We're looking for that legitimate need in illegitimate kind of ways. Ooh, good way to put it. Yeah, so we might not be uh, sleeping around with other individuals. And maybe a listener is, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But my guess is that you're looking for that unconditional love and acceptance, whether it's through sex or um, alcohol, or through drugs, or... Social media. Exactly. Um, or, or pornography. I, d- I don't know what it is, but that longing is there, and you're longing to have that... You're longing to have the longing filled. So this woman, does she have enemies on the outside, of course? I would say her inner demons, though, are even more powerful than those people who pass judgment on her. Okay, so... Here we go. We we have Jesus showing up in a place he shouldn't be, and he runs into mm-hmm. a woman who is gathering water at a time she shouldn't be. And he knows this. He does. He's so smart. That's the cool thing. I know. <laughs> like, he knows he has a divine appointment with this woman. Yes. And that's why I think John said he had to go through Samaria. So he does something that's totally out of character. He He strikes up a conversation with her. And um, again, we have never lived 2,000 years ago in the time of Jesus, um, so we don't know the social cues and mores of that time. 
how they valued um, how or how they even considered women. Women were considered lower class. So Jesus, first of all, uh, should not be talking to this woman because she's a Samaritan, but secondly, because she's not his wife, a sister, or a daughter, then you should not be striking up conversation with a woman. Women were held with in low self-esteem. There's a great quote from, I can't remember what uh, philosopher it was, but it said, the testimony of women in a court of law is not deemed legitimate because they're too emotional. I mean, wow. yeah, so women were just viewed as less than, and in some regards, some things haven't changed to a certain degree. And then again, you mentioned the word unclean, Devin. She is unclean. Her her bucket is unclean. Everything that she has associated with her is unclean. And Jesus makes a simple request. Yeah. He asks her, will you give me a drink? And this catches her off guard for all the reasons that we just said. But we touched on this on Bible study the other day. I also think it catches her off guard in a way of, here we go, another man just like trying to, you know, get to know me, quote unquote. So I think her guard is immediately up because A, this guy shouldn't be talking to me. I'm a woman. B, I'm unclean. C, he probably knows I'm unclean. Everybody does. Uh, And he's still asking me for a drink of water. Like, what does he really want? Yeah. So her guard and her wall is immediately up. Almost like, I see what you're saying. Like, she was viewing that as a pickup line. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And think about Jesus throwing a pickup line at a woman. It's kind of laughable, (laughs) but I could see through her lens why she would think that. So she responds with a snarky response. She goes, "Um, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Basically, Jesus, you don't have a bucket. You know, you didn't come here for water, Jesus. Because if you did, you would have already got it. And like Julie said, you didn't come with the supplies. So don't be asking me for a drink. Yes. And she knows that this man would not be drinking from her bucket because Mm, it's unclean. She's deemed unclean. That's right. And so in verse 13, you guys, he gives a killer response. He says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So he's basically saying, I don't want your water. I want you to drink the water that I give you. And, you know, Devin, when we talked about this the other day, I asked you, what do you think he means by his water? What is yeah. what's he referring to? He's referring to a water that will fill every longing yeah. that this girl has. Yeah. She is looking for this unconditional love, like you said, in all the wrong places. She's trying to fill this void with all the wrong things, when in reality, all she needs is Jesus's water, yeah, Jesus's love, and then she will no longer thirst. But she, you know, and that's a beautiful summary of that. I totally agree with that, but she's not buying it. Mm-mm. Like, I think, nope. now here's where the words on the text uh, or on the flat page, on a piece of paper, we don't know. She she could either be reacting in a sassy way or she could be reacting in a longing way. If I'm there, I think she's being a little sassy. And she goes, well, give me this water. Yeah, like fork it over. Okay, <laughs> pardon the expression, but okay, smartass, if you have this water, give it to me. Yeah, I don't want to thirst anymore. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah, and so um, <laughs> Jesus does a quick pivot and... He 
He, I love this about Jesus. Oh my gosh. This is the Jesus they don't tell you about in church. Yeah. He kind of gets a little, he kind of gives the sass right back. He does. So he knows her weak point and he knows the source of her shame. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, this was a risky move by Jesus. I'm going to talk about why I think it's risky in just a second. But he says, okay, go call your husband and then come back here. <laughs> and we were talking in Bible study the other night. Devin, if you were to confront me mm. with something that was mm. the source of my shame, mm-hmm. I'd have, I would have reacted a couple ways. Uh-huh. I would have probably given you a middle finger salute. That would have been the first thing. That would have been me. Like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how dare you? And I, I would have, or, you know, if I wouldn't have done that or gotten to a verbal altercation, I probably would have just run away and just said, forget it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If this is how you're going to be. Yep. Calling me out. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, I, I love this about Jesus because he always does everything in love. Yeah. Just like a best friend can call somebody out in love. Hmm. Because there's more to it than just, I'm here to call you out. It's, I'm here to help you. Yeah. And do you think it's a, it shows like the depth of the relationship. If you can, if you can stay there for the conversation. If you can stay. Yes. Like, yes. Don't run away. Don't turn me, you know, don't turn me off, so to speak. But just listen. I love you. This is. That hits deep right there. To stay. Yeah. Yeah. Devin, you and I were talking even before we hit record today about how we don't like small talk. Yeah, I hate it. Not a fan. It it exhausts me. That, I don't. Yep. I don't mean for that to sound rude or anything like that. But on the flip side, Devin and I both agreed like we love deep conversation. Mm-hmm. And are you willing to stay in the heart? That's right. Yeah. Oof. And so I think Jesus is like, you know what, I'm, we're, we're not going to play this surface level thing. We're not going to do exactly. a shallow, empty conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not going to do small talk. Let's, let's get to where, let's get to the issue here. And he knows that her guard is up. So he has to say something so powerful to let her know that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not here to play. Right. I got to catch your attention, so I'm going to hit you with the, well, go call, go call your husband. Right. Bring and, and props to her for staying in there because she says, you know, she responds honestly. Mm-hmm. And she says, I have no husband. Yep. And I love that because, again, she could, she could justify, she could rationalize, she could do a lot of things. She could say, F off, Jesus, I'm out of yeah. here. But she doesn't. So kudos to her. Yeah. And then Jesus was like, you're right. <laughs> I love this. I'm going to, I'm going to say what it says. Yeah, do it. In scripture, he says, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes the other day, Devin, when we were reading this, you said, that's Jesus saying, honey, I know who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, I know everything about you. And the thing is, though, and if you watch the chosen clip, he doesn't say it in a condemning way. No. Again, there's a difference between saying the truth and saying the truth in love. Oh, yeah. Like, preach, girl. You go. <laughs> well, I've I've been in situations where people will just call you out, but they call you out in a way where, where there's no goal in sight. Mm. Where you have your true friends who will say, Devin, you're messing up. And I love you, but let's fix it. Right. Like there's always a goal in love. 
And he says this of the fact is you have had five husbands. I know this about you, but let's chat about it. I still have that water oh, yeah. that you need. Yeah. I can help you get there. Like that's the way he says it. And that's why I just, I just buy into the story so much. So she hears this and she still kind of, she still has her guard up, which to me, honestly, this would be me. Mm-hmm. My walls are always so high. Like I have to know you know you before I start letting my guard down. Do you know something real quick? I want to hold on. Do you know that's a learned yeah. behavior, right? That's one of the things I learned in therapy. That is a learned behavior because somewhere in the past, and I think all of us could relate to this, somewhere in the past, you've let those walls down. You've been vulnerable. That's why Brene Brown is talking about vulnerability all the time. You've let those walls down and you've been burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been hurt. It wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. And mm-hmm. so you're like, nope, brick by brick, you start rebuilding that wall. No doubt. Behavior. So, yeah, so... You said that you're kind of like that too, Devin, right? That you, you have that wall up a little bit? There's only a couple people I trust in this world. Like fully trust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can relate to her in, in so many ways. And so she hears him say this. And again, like I said, she's not buying it. She says, I can see that you're a prophet. And basically just saying... I get it. You're one of those guys. You're just going to come here and continue to condemn me. Like, you're going to lure me in into your church. And then once I'm there, you're going to tell me how wrong I am. Mm. Which I can relate to that too. Yeah. In another way. Like, just from being, you know, in a same-sex relationship, I've been to these churches that say, all are welcome. Yeah. But then when you step foot in the door, it's like, here's where you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's where you can't participate in in service because of xyz so i get her side like okay here's another prophet about to tell me you know that i'm loved but (laughs) that i'm loved but period pointing out all the ways that you're dirty unclean unwelcome you don't measure up um, exactly so i get it from her i get it yeah and that's why again kudos to her for staying in and i think the video clip does a fantastic job of of like portraying her almost wanting to leave, being a little bit on her guard, being a little bit snarky, but she stays in for the hard conversations, you guys. Mm-hmm. So what happens next, Jules? Yeah, so he, he just says, listen, I, I love it. He calls he says, woman, believe me, a time is coming where it doesn't matter where we worship. Like you see the Samaritans, let me do just a quick backstory, Devin. The Samaritans and the Jews both worshiped in two different places. The Jews worshiped in the temple in Jerusalem. And because of their animosity to each other, which went back hundreds, if not a thousand years, the Samaritans worshiped on a different mountain. And there was always this clash, basically boil it down 21st century, where I go to church, we're right. And the other, the other side is no, where we go to church, we're right. And so we see this even today, right? That our church has the right beliefs and and someone else says, no, my church does everything correct. And Jesus is telling her, listen, there's coming a time when it doesn't matter what box you try to worship God in, God's going to be outside the box. And all he asks is that you worship in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And even the clip, he says, it's all about the heart. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Yes. Powerful. Spirit and truth. 
And see, it, it just goes back to show we talk about how Jesus isn't interested in walls. He's all about breaking down barriers, whether they're interpersonal barriers and lowering that wall that you have up, Devin, mm-hmm. right? Breaking through that barrier of your wall. And he's also about breaking down the barriers, literal church walls, right? Because it doesn't matter about location. It's, it's beyond location. It's about worshiping in spirit and truth. And she, she is filled with such love and gratitude from this conversation. And Devin, I don't know, the whole conversation, I imagine, didn't last any longer than what we see in the video, maybe five minutes. And her whole life has changed. And one of the things that really struck me in this story was this. She woke up thinking that day was going to be like any other day. Full of shame, full of embarrassment hated by the townspeople. I'll just, I'm going to lug my water jugs out at noon and, and do what I have to do. And everything changes. And I think this is where the good news comes in for, I hope so many of our listeners, I know, I know seasonal depression and feeling down is, is a very real thing. And, and perhaps you're struggling at the, with the new year. And I'm telling you, you, you might think that every single day is just the same. It reminds me of there's a, a soliloquy in one of uh, Shakespeare's. I can't remember if it was Hamlet or whatever, and I think I shared it with you. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps on this petty pace from day to day. And I feel like so many of us can resonate with that. It's just, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. It's going to be the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And this Groundhog's one. Day. Oh, yes, right? Just like that movie. But I'm telling you, in an encounter with Jesus can change everything. Everything. And if we just open up our hearts and eyes to that every morning, how different our lives could be. Yeah. And when you start expecting a love that you don't expect, see, Jesus was amazing at showing people a love they didn't expect. That's what changed this woman. She received a love from Jesus that she didn't expect, and it made all the difference in the world. Right. So kind of fast forwarding through the text here, he basically says, I'm the Messiah, I'm the one. I'm here. She basically says, yes, I know the Messiah is coming. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And that's when he drops the mic and says, I am the one you speak of. It is. I am he. That's a, that's it a is mic me. drop. Yeah. And um, you'll see in the chosen segment, she says, but hold up. You've picked the wrong person, Jesus. Like, I'm not the one. I'm shameful. I sleep around. I'm worthless. I'm not cut out for this. I'm not spiritually fit enough. Things that I have said before, I will continue to say, but Jesus keeps on telling her, no, 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 no. I came specifically for you. I didn't have to come this way. I could have gone the long way around, Mm -hmm. but I came through a place that I'm not supposed to come through to find you. Same way two years ago now, Julie, in January, Jesus came to find me mm-hmm. when I have been told my whole life that I am not supposed to be spiritually fit mm. or welcome yeah. or holy enough. Right. He came to save me. And my life has changed drastically since that day. So I'm telling everybody listening, he is coming for you. In all the good ways. In all the good in ways. In all the good ways. He is coming because he knows you fully 
and he wants to love you in that way. And I love her response, Devin, mm-hmm. to being told this good news. Right. She leaves her water jar. Yep, drops it. Drops it. Don't even need this water. And just is so filled with excitement. Like she doesn't care about her reputation. She's going to go tell everybody about Jesus. I, I yeah. like it's unbelievable. If you guys watch the video clip, there's <laughs> she says, I'm going to go tell everyone about you. And Jesus says, and it's not in scripture, you guys, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it. But Devin and I say we like to see someone in, in this video. It kind of fills in the holes of scripture, if you will, in telling the story. She goes, I'm going to go tell everyone about you. And and he just smiles and he goes, I was counting on it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And tell me if I'm wrong, Julie, but I'm pretty sure he tells her that you're the first person I've told that I am the yes. Messiah. Yes. It's, it's the first time we see um, documented where uh, Jesus claims he's the messiah um he confirms that because all too often or we often see in scripture jesus hinting around it but never really coming out and making that declaration and so some individuals um religious historians view this woman this dirty dirty woman as being the Mm. first evangelist ever to say that the messiah exists amazing it just gives me butterflies to think about how much her life changed in this one encounter. Yeah. And, you know, I did a little research on her, Devin, because um, the Protestant church doesn't really have much um, history on her or we're not really sure what happened to her. But according to the Catholic church, which I found really, really interesting, they they claim she had a name. Um, Fotina, I think, is her name. They actually recognize her as a Catholic saint. And according to ch- church historians, uh, she became one of the greatest evangelists in her time. She and her family, she was actually martyred uh, in Rome. She died for her belief and her, pro- and her proclamation that Jesus is the good news. And that's how you know it's real. Like her life was changed so significantly that she was willing to die because of what happened on this Because day. of what happened at that well. I told you the other day too, Devin, like if you go on a trip to the Holy Lands, I guess, I mean, this well is still intact. Like you know that this conversation happened in a place where you would be standing because you can't move a well. I mean, a well has to stay where it's at. And I'd say that's one of the holiest places probably uh, in, in the Holy Lands. Um, I just, it's just un believable unbelievable so like i said I, I i think we are called really Devin, um in two ways in this story i think first of all we're called to have that vulnerability the same kind of vulnerability that the woman had she stayed she was willing to stay through the hard yeah and then secondly on the flip side i think we have to be able to do what jesus did and show people uh a kind of love that they don't expect yeah that grace You know, one of my favorite quotes from Simon Tugwell is, so long as we imagine that it is we who have to look for God, we most often lose heart. But it's the other way about, Tugwell says. He is looking for us. Amen. And that's the story of the woman at the well. It's just fantastic, fantastic story. So friends, and Devin, I think you could agree with this. Like if we have friends and people who are listening who think that they are unworthy, that they are unclean, that they've gone too far, um, 
they don't have enough grace for themselves, we're telling you, man, come to the well, right? Jesus is there and he's waiting to have a conversation with you. Great story, you guys. John chapter four, highly recommend it. We'll post a link, like Devin said, to the video. It's so good. Watch the video. It's amazing. Man, Devin, I loved it. I love that story. We'd love to hear back from you guys. Like, reply to us on Facebook. You know, tell us what you think about this scripture. Tell us what you think about the video clip. With that said, Devin, I only have one more thing, and that's okay. who day. Again, who day? Who day, baby? Go get your tailgate on. I'm going to do my part to serve this city. <laughs> by, the time we, <laughs> by the time people are listening to this, they'll they'll know whether or not Cincinnati yeah. won. So Hopefully, by the time people are listening to this, we will be gearing up for our second I know, playoff right? game. So let's let's pray for that. Let's pray for that. <laughs> <laughs> and just a reminder, like we've been saying this whole episode, please check us out on our Facebook page where Julie spreads even more good news, and we would love to connect with you there. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. So on behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it. May we seek it. May we spread it. So pull up a seat. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends. Looking for love in all the wrong places. (laughs) 